Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. I believe one of the most important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind, and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one -one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43-page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self-sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding, and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. 
This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydaya.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. I'm Shay, and I have Anna, as always, on the show. Um, How are you doing, Anna, today? Yeah, I was actually saying to Shay before we pressed record that I'm super jittery (laughs) because I gave up caffeine at the beginning of the year and I've been drinking a decaf coffee most of the year and I've ran out of the beans this week and I just haven't replaced them. And then I really felt like having a coffee this morning, see, I can't even talk. And I thought, oh, I'll just have like an instant one because we have a jar of instant you know, that would be seldom used, but it's just there in the cupboard. I was like, no, instant coffee is not real coffee. It won't affect me. I'll be fine. And I had this instant coffee about maybe about 45 minutes ago. And now I'm like, zing, like really, really like buzzing and jittering. So if I, if I seem a little bit turbocharged on this podcast, that's why. <laughs> well, we welcome your turbo energy today. <laughs> <laughs> So today's episode, we've got a bit of a lighthearted one for you today. And when I floated this idea to Anna, I was just reflecting on where we are globally in terms of this pandemic and everything that everyone's moved through. And there's just, I think, a lot of heavy energy and a lot of stuckness that I think people are feeling within themselves, within the world at large, within the restrictions that they've been placed on them and the restrictions that have been opened and then going back to restrictions and the uncertainty. And there's just a lot of this quite heavy energy that that I think people are moving through. And I was just reflecting on where I am currently right now. And I was trying to pinpoint on what and why I feel this way that there needs to be, or if there is an opportunity for us to bring a little bit more of that lightness, a little bit more of that love, a little bit more of that hopefulness, the joy into the things that we're sharing. Because if I reflect on the things that I'm consuming at the moment, what I usually like to consume is it's stuff that's really like deep in the personal development and like going into the soul and like, what can I learn and what can I uncover and how can I level myself and all these different things. Whereas now the things that I'm seeking out for myself to listen to and to consume is very much this joyful, lighthearted, for pleasure, for entertainment, for just a sense of like upliftment. And I said to Anna, like, let's have a show on just some things that we are enjoying, some things that we are loving, some things that are giving us that lighthearted energy or just something that can maybe uplift somebody else who's also feeling a little bit stuck or a little bit stagnant. So that's what we've got in in store for you today on the show. And Anna's going to share her reflections on this when I floated the idea to her. So if you want to maybe share about your response to it. Gosh, I feel like I've actually got so much to say about this and and where to begin and organize my thoughts with my caffeine brain. But Shay obviously suggested this. Um, We often message each other in the week and just when we come up with an idea for the podcast, you know, we'll message and, and make the suggestions. And Shay made this suggestion. And I think the when I received the message from her, I was not having the best day in terms of my energy. And I've, I've spoken on the past about how when there is, you know, physical 
unwellness or physical dis-ease in the body, and we are a bit more inflamed, that does create biochemical and neurological changes in the body, which can influence mood and can make you feel a little bit more low and demotivated. And so when Shay was like, let's talk about the happy things and let's talk about the light stuff. And I was in this very, very low place. It was just so, it felt so far removed from where I was. And I was like, I've got nothing to share on this, (laughs) you know, like this like little stompy child. And it was just really interesting to to observe my reaction to that, knowing that it's, you know, because I'm working with this all the stuff all the time in coaching, just knowing and being able to observe that, where I was and then how difficult it was for me to access those, I guess, lighter, more playful, more joyful emotions from that place. And I, and I wanted to resist it. The person who was in that place wanted to resist it. And then there was this other part of me, this higher self, which is like, yeah, because you want to resist it. This is why you need to actually like lean in and start to access these things, start to think about what you're grateful for, start to think about what you're appreciating so that you can create this more expansiveness with your energy. And, you know, because otherwise you can just kind of circle the drain and stay in that very stuck place. So I think um, this has been an excellent challenge, Shay. So thank you so much for that to actually help me just check in with myself and evaluate myself and the energy that I've been operating in and take a little bit more ownership and take a little bit more responsibility for pulling myself out of it and for managing my own energy. Mm. And I think you make an important point there. It's not about not feeling and processing what it is that you're experiencing. So if you are feeling in a place that's really stuck and really low and you're in that place, it's not about just putting a bandaid on top of it and be happy. Like it's not about that at all. It's about knowing where you are and processing that in some way. So whether it's through journaling, whether it's through creative practice, whether it's through moving your body, or maybe it's a combination of all three things, acknowledging the emotions that are present and then finding a new place to up-level from there. So once you have actually processed the stuff that you are moving through, then it can give you an opportunity to move to another place that's different. And I was thinking about, you know, why I'm in this space. And I think gratitude is an amazing bridge between where you are and a higher level of where you could hope to be. And that has certainly been, we'll we'll get into this um, idea of gratitude. That is something that's that's really been really profound and foundational for me over the last two or three months. Something else that I was thinking, I've just, this week is the last session on my Creative Current course. And I was thinking about that in terms of how it moves people up through that chakra system, which is similar to yoga, similar to these different things where you start from a place of, do I feel safe? Do I feel like I have everything my needs met? And I think a lot of us are in that place still of like, are my material needs left? Am I physically well? Do I feel like I can cope? Those are like those things. And when you can access those and work through those and process them, and for me, it's it's the body, it's the mind, it's the soul, it's the creative piece, all of those together. But over the last six weeks have, have taken people through this journey. And as I've been teaching and sharing these things, I feel like I've also had to and, and moved through this process too. And I've leveled my own energy with it. So that now I'm in a place where I'm like, I just want to share like this beautiful stuff. And people, I, I can see the shift in, in people as they've moved through this, this course with me. And I'm like, oh, this is like, 
this is what they're getting out of this. And as I always say, like the yoga is not the thing, the creative things are not the thing, the meditation is not the thing. It's the uncovering that you do to access a new state that is the actual power, but it's just the tools and the practices that we do to, to get ourselves there that I think are useful and the things that we can act on. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this too. On my breathwork course, one of the things that Erin, my trainer said was she thinks with this lockdown um, that's happening, you know, we started lockdown in the spring. And so even though we were more stuck and stagnant, there was a little bit more life because the world was coming to life, at least in the in the Northern Hemisphere. And especially here in the UK, the weather got really good and sunny and people were taking more walks outside because they were allowed that one hour of exercise a day. Even though lockdown was tough, I think there was a little bit of encouragement through nature and through the natural change of the seasons. And now what we're seeing here in the UK currently at the time of recording is now the, in, the restrictions are increasing. And at the same time, the days are drawing in, it's colder, it's darker. And Erin said on the course that she predicts that as we go into winter in this year with everything that's going on, it's going to be a really heavy time for people. And she's like, that's why the world needs you <laughs> because, you know, you know, it's people like myself, people like you, Shay, and other people that do the work that, that we do or similar to us in the world that we are here to offer people the space and the tools to access those higher parts of themselves. And I think that, we have to take ownership of ourselves, and we have to take ownership of our energy. And I've been thinking about that within myself is what am I going to do to look after myself and to keep that connection to those higher energy frequencies as we move into this kind of darker, heavier time of year. And that got me thinking a little bit about like, what's going well in my life? And what am I really appreciating in my life? What do I want to do more of? What's making me feel good right now? What else can I do that can make me feel good? Because I don't just want to surrender to, oh, well, it's going to just be really hard. I, I want to take some ownership and have some autonomy over how I feel. Mm, I think that's so good. And just on that piece of looking for the things that you appreciate, for the last probably two and a half months, I have been doing this practice every single morning of opening up my journal. I do some consciousness streaming, writing first thing in the morning. And then at the end of that, I write 10 things that I'm grateful for. And I decided a little while ago to just start sharing them on social media, just as a way for me, I was thinking, you know, if, if someone reading this list can be inspired to think about something small in their own lives that they're grateful for, then that's worth it. And as you were speaking about kind of going into this darker period in winter and the external conditions are a little bit more um, heavy in terms of the temperature, the daylight hours and things like that. I feel really grateful for where I am right now because that practice of having that gratitude daily is now, it's not a negotiable thing. It's something that I just do. And it's, I have not missed a day since I started doing it, which is like, for me, like a phenomenal thing in itself. But I can honestly say I, I was sharing it on Instagram yesterday and I just and I and I shared on a post that the reason why I've chosen to share it on online is for 
potentially to inspire somebody else. And so many people messaged me back and like, it has been so inspiring and I've decided to do my own. And one person messaged me and she said, it's really been life-changing for her. And I said to her, I sent a reply back to her and I was like, you know what? I've been thinking that myself, that I don't feel like I'm the same person I was two months ago having had this practice that is super grounding, that's super uplifting, that's super forward moving in terms of like a momentum. And on some days it is really hard. And I think that I've I've chosen to do 10 things in a list because I think that when you get to the first three, it's quite easy. You can think, okay, my hands, my feet, my toes, or, you know, the bed, the roof, my person that uh, family friend or someone that you live with or whatever. But when you have to force yourself to think of 10, you really have to think and you actually have to slow down and take a minute. And I think that's also a valuable practice in itself because it is that opportunity to slow down. It is that opportunity to think, oh, okay, well, what am I grateful for today? Oh, the cup of coffee. Oh, well, I, had, I was grateful for the cup of coffee yesterday. So what can I think of something new? And I think it's it builds, the momentum builds on itself. So definitely if you don't have some kind of practice of gratitude, then see if you can settle it now as a habit so that when you move into these more darker periods, whether that's because of the weather and the seasons changing or just because of greater restrictions or there's some kind of instability that arrives in your life from whatever reason, that these practices are grounded in your day-to-day, like brushing your teeth. It's not something that you think about, but it's just something that you do as part of your day. So I really, really encourage people to do that. What I love about what you said there was that it just became a non-negotiable thing that it's just what you do now. It's just who you are. And that really speaks to this idea of identity shift that happens when something that was once conscious. So you were consciously, okay, where's my book? Where's my pen? Let me do my gratitude today. And then with repetition and repetition and repetition, it's, it's just like driving a car. Like it just happens. It just flows from you because that kind of level is just now your baseline level. And this is what a lot of the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza reinforces, which is something that we've spoken about on the show a lot more so in the earlier episodes when I was definitely a little bit of a Joe groupie. Um, And now I've actually been revisiting some of his work this week for this exact reason. He's got a couple of really good books. The first one I read was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, but now Often I tell people to get Becoming Supernatural because I feel like it's almost all the good bits from all his books in one book. Um, but with the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, he does a 28-day meditation program that you do where you follow this guided meditation every day for 28 days. And I was like, you know what? Like I got so much from this when I did it three years ago. And then I kind of dabbled with it and eventually phased it out as I was doing other things. And I feel like I've done a little bit of a circle. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to to come back to this from a different place, from my current level of being, which is different to the place that I approached it from before. So I've been doing that this week for this exact reason of wanting to shift my energy. Because when you suggested this episode and I noticed how much resistance I had to it, I was like, right, Anna, you know, you've got to shift your energy. 
And so he talks about this idea of one of the, the like his kind of taglines is a new personality creates a new personal reality. And I, I love what you said, because it's exactly that. It's like, as you've been doing this practice, it's changed who you are. And as you've changed who you are, your unconscious behaviors change as well. And now that thing, that habit that you wanted to cultivate, which is beneficial in your life, that makes you feel good, is now just there. And, and that is the work that the meditations help you with as well. So one of the things that I've been working on is letting go of fear because there can be a lot of fear associated with chronic illness because there's all the times when you've done too much and you've become ill or you've become worse and you've had a flare, which can make you very fearful of doing anything. And then your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller as a consequence. So I've been acknowledging that in myself and just working on letting go of that fear but also creating a vision of my health, of my energy, of my abundance, not necessarily only financial abundance, but just abundance and energy, abundance of enoughness, having enough space to hold for my clients, having enough life inside of me, having enough adventure inside of me and creating this vision that I'm, I'm focusing my energy into this vision. And so you know, you can't focus on two things at the same time. Focus is focused. So as I focus on this vision, then I'm able to bring more of that energy into my body and release some of that fear energy. And I think meditation is another super, super powerful tool. Uh, and for me, this has probably gone hand in hand with the gratitude stuff I've done. But I, I was saying to Anna before we got onto the before we got onto recording that this is today is my 72nd consecutive day of meditation and for me that's like I think I've done up to like 100 or a couple of days over 100 or 160 in my last like consecutive block and then kind of I missed a day and then I was like oh no that's the worst not the whole thing I don't know that's the whole thing again I just have to tell um, a funny story quickly sorry to yes, interrupt because this this podcast is supposed to be a bit more light-hearted is um <laughs> Back in the day when I was like an early meditator, I used to use the Headspace app. And I was also, they build up a streak for you in the app. And I think I got to like 108 days or something. And I did meditate, but I was in South Africa. It was just before I got married. And because of Wi-Fi and all of that in South Africa, it didn't acknowledge that I had actually <laughs> meditated. So I emailed Headspace and I told them, I really did meditate. <laughs> please please can you update the app for me and then they very graciously agreed to let me continue my streak <laughs> and then it happened a second time and I was just a bit too embarrassed to do that again <laughs> and they probably would send you a long email back with the lessons of non-attachment <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly it so yeah. sorry to interrupt you Shay you may now no, continue with your story but I think I also, and I recognize that in myself, because when I did my, I think I got up to like 160 or something days, and then I, lost, I like missed one day. And then I was so furious 
with myself about it and I was like wow this is a lesson in itself because mm-hmm. I'm so attached now to these numbers that actually mean nothing it's can I reflect on my internal state and how much more positive how much more grounded how much more stable and steady I feel rather than getting attached to the numbers of oh my gosh I missed one day so it was also like a good lesson for me when it then happened to me as well but I didn't I didn't have enough will and drive to actually email the app and be like please can you change it <laughs> This is um, this is my achiever. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming achiever. out strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also like a meditation practice. And I think what's great about Joe Dispenses is that they are really deep. And I like also I've done also I think probably did it probably did it after you and so probably about two years ago now that I've done them. But what's I, I suppose a little bit challenging about his is that they're quite long. So they mm. build up, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour or so. And it does take quite a lot out of your day. So if you are interested in starting a meditation happen, it doesn't have to be long. Like you can sit and sit and meditate for seven minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you've got. And then as you start to see the benefits of the practice, then you can start to feel like, oh, actually, I really do want to take 20 minutes out on my Sunday where I'm not really going anywhere. I can't socialize. I can't mix with people. It's dark and cold. What can I do to nourish my headspace and Mm. take some time for yourself? So I think that's good too. Yeah, I I would also just want to reiterate that because so for example, the one that I did this morning, it's an hour and 10 minutes, which if you're new to meditating can seem very overwhelming. And then it's kind of this like all or nothing. Well, like if I can't do it for an hour and 10 minutes, then I shouldn't do it at all. So like even five minutes can just make a difference to how you feel. For me personally, because I have to spend so much time resting as well, is that I have that time and it's either me scrolling through my phone or doing something which is actually lowering my emotional vibration or having that self-discipline to be like, no, I'm not going to like just scroll aimlessly through social media or just like walk around the kitchen opening cupboards and hoping that there'll be something nice inside. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down and do this. And then the final thing I wanted to say is the other thing that influenced me also in this direction is I've been looking a little bit more at the role of stress and gut function and how that affects inflammation. And there's a lot of research to suggest that like when we feel stressed, that can make the gut more leaky and then that can increase inflammation in the body. And recently my energy has taken a bit of a knock. I know we talked in previous episodes about things going really well but my my workload has gone up and I was like, well, if I'm going to be working harder, I need to spend more time also calming my nervous system down. So I, I really like the longer meditation because I feel that it, if I'm really wound up, I need that length of time to really bring me down. But I feel that um, you also just want to start with with where you're at. Even today, when I was first getting into it, my mind was wandering and I just had to keep on saying, you're doing your best, you're doing great. Like, look, well done. You came back to your breath again. You know, none of us are perfect. Um, you know, I don't sit for an hour and 10 minutes in full focus. It, it wanes and waxes and that's all totally normal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the other thing that I wanted to share, and this is kind of personal to where we are, but definitely something that you can implement into your own life. um, And I think especially useful as we come into winter where we're stuck at home for a little bit longer, 
But as we are moving and packing up boxes and everything to move house, we've had to clear out so much of our stuff. And we've tried to, as much as possible, just leave the basic things in the cupboards and pack everything else so that it's not this big, overwhelming task when we are ready to move. And it's been so interesting to just observe how we used to have a, a cupboard full of mugs, like probably about 20 or so different mugs. And yes, granted, we aren't having people around for coffee and tea, so that, that is a factor. But we've have, we have packed, well, if I say we, it's basically been Warren. I've just like put stuff into boxes and Warren's You've repacked everything. You've been project everything. managing. <laughs> <laughs> project managing, exactly. Um, and so like those mugs have all been packed away and we have four mugs. And we use those mugs on rotation. And it's the same for the clothes that I have in my cupboard. Like I've packed away so many of my excess clothes. The scarves that I have on the back of my cupboard door used to be like maybe I'd say 30 or so different scarves all piled on top of one another. And I've like packed all of those scarves except for five. And it's been so refreshing to walk to the back of my door and just see the five scarves that I really just absolutely love and not have to be overwhelmed with all this extra stuff. And I've been reflecting on it because I also, I, I could never be a true minimalist. Like I love things too much. I love beauty around me. I love having textural things. I love being able to touch and feel. And I just, it's part of who I am and what I love to surround myself with that sensuality of, of, of experience. And at the same time, like, wow, it's really refreshing to give yourself opportunity to clear out, cleanse, declutter. So I think especially as we're spending more and more time at home now, as also as we move into this darker season, if you're in north, if you in the northern hemisphere, take some time to do a clear out, to do a cleanse out and of your cupboards, your drawers, your desks, your kitchen, what are the things that you really absolutely love? And maybe even do an experiment with yourself. Put the things that you want to give away into a box for a month. And see if you can actually remember what's in the box or whether you miss anything from the box and then just take the box and give it away. <laughs> yeah. And don't look at the box before you give it yeah. away. You can, oh, but it just does. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When Ben and I first moved down to Bournemouth, we moved into my mom's flat, which, um, Oh, long story, but my, my my mom and my stepdad live here in Bournemouth five months of the year and in South Africa, seven months of the year. So they have a flat that they only use during the summer months. And we moved into their flat when they moved back to South Africa. So we just had suitcases because we were just bringing our clothes essentially into their home and everything else we had went into storage and I just had like one suitcase and I just used you know that was enough for me and then when we finally got everything out of storage like oh this thing oh that thing and I think everything like standing alone like you love it that's why you got it in the first place but you realize you don't actually need it apart from that that pleasure that you talked about about having those things and those textures and the colors and the choice so I think it's about finding just finding the balance really and if you are feeling like your house is a little bit cluttered and it's influencing your mood and making you feel a little bit overwhelmed maybe it is time to to do a little bit of a reevaluation. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So then other things that I wanted to share were just some really sort of lighthearted things that I have been listening to, some books that I've been reading. Um, and I thought maybe it might be some inspiration if you're wanting to listen to some other things or get some new books or anything like that. So 
I've just been, I've just finished a course with Julia Cameron. She is one of the big creative thought leaders that I really love her work. She's written The Artist's Way and it's sold over 5 million copies. And it's just like a beautiful book of rediscovering your inner artist. And I've been on a course with her, which has also been just so uplifting and joyful. So I've reconnected back to her stuff. And then through that, I found another author called Jacob Nordby and he's written a book called Blessed Are the Weird. And I've just ordered it, I'd arrived at the beginning of this week, and it's just, I'm absolutely loving it. And it's about the idea that we as creatives and artists, back when these people, or back before the Industrial Revolution, the creators, the craftsmen, the artists were not separate from the practicalities of life. They were foundational to the practical aspects of life. So the person who crafted your fork was the person who was giving you the fork. That was a functional thing that you used. The person that was crafting your leather belt would be the person that it made something functional for you, but there was beauty and function in the same thing. And then when we had this industrial revolution and we outsourced those things to people that we didn't know, to factories, to all these different things, then the role of the artist, the craftsman started to become a little bit less like valued in society. And they had to find other ways to bring that beauty into our lives. So it's a really interesting look so far. And he's just, he speaks about this idea that we now as a collective modern age are yearning for this connection back to the soul. We are absolutely parched for it. And it's the people that are the creators, the poets, the misfits, the weird people, those people who still have that connection to that essence that everybody is looking for, but don't necessarily recognize that that's the thing that they are parched and starving for. So it's like a really interesting book so far. So I wanted to share that. And also, like, I think that we are circling back around now. And I don't know, I'm just observing what's happening in our local community here in Bournemouth. But there's like a big drive for like buy local, support lo local. Um, what they've started here is that the first Saturday of every month, they have a maker's market. So it's a market where local, I guess, artists, creatives, people making things, small businesses can showcase what they do. Um, to encourage people to, you know, and, and I do this as well. I'm totally guilty of it, but it's so easy just to order what you need on Amazon because you know it's going to arrive the next day. Whereas actually to go to a shop where you're doing such a great thing by engaging with someone who's local and supporting a small business or a family-run business, it just is that little bit of extra energy and effort. But when you put that energy and effort into it and you can really feel that connection, you, you get something back. Mm -mm. And that's exactly the thing is like, we now we, we buy things that we're so disconnected from because we have no relationship with the person that created it on the other side of the world for a devalued, you know, it's this whole energetic exchange that happens when you, as you say, keep things local, you support somebody else in their business, their dreams, it's that up leveling of energy. So I think that's mm -hmm. also really interesting to think about. Um, and then I think this a beautiful mess podcast. I've also just really been enjoying it lately. It's very, very lighthearted. It's very design centered. They speak a lot about housing and interiors. And it's a blog that I followed for ages. And they've um, recently just launched a podcast, which has just been such a nice, fun thing to listen to. So if that is of interest to you. Um, 
And then I'll share also, and I think this is probably what inspired me to ask Anna to do this episode, is that I listened to a show from Deliciously Ella, and she it was right at the beginning of lockdown, and they were just sharing on the podcast things that they were enjoying and interested in. And I was like, oh, this is just such a nice episode to give a little bit of other inspiration, and that gave me some other places to look and to think about and to, to listen on different shows. And one of the things that she recommended was a podcast series called The Dropout, which was a woman who started this medical tech company. And it's just this like crazy story of how she dropped out of med school and started this app and this thing that was going to do this recording of your blood samples. And it was going to be in every single, I think it was Costco or somewhere in the, I can't remember if that's the right shop, but anyway, Walmart or one of those. And she just created this whole big company that actually didn't do what it said it did. And like she got investors from Apple and she purchased this, like this, the top guys at Apple. And, and then she ends up in this law lawsuit. And it's just like a really fascinating story <laughs> that has no real like, you know, I'm not learning anything about myself or there's no like self-development. But it's just like a fascinating, interesting story. So if that speaks to you, then listen to the Dropout um, podcast as well. I think we can learn a lot about ourselves from hearing the stories of others. So mm. I'm reading at the moment, This Too Shall Pass by, oh, I'm always so bad at remembering the name, Samuels. I can't remember the first name, but she's a, one of the UK's leading psychotherapists. And the book is just stories of her therapy sessions with people. Um, and all of them are going through some sort of change in their life, like people who are going through divorce, people who are, um, who've lost a loved one, people who are starting a career for the first time or changing careers. So it's all just stories about people who are going through the natural changes that we may go through in life. But in each of the stories, I see a little piece of myself and it gives me deeper insight into me. So I think like, even as you say, you're not learning anything. I think that we do learn a lot just from other people sharing mm. their stories. Mm. And actually piggybacking on the back of that is another um, recommendation that was in the same podcast of Deliciously Edlers was the podcast called How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. And I only listened to an episode for the first time yesterday with James Acaster, who's a comedian. And every single episode, I presume, she asks people to explain their failures and the things that they failed and what they learned from that failure. Wow. That which is a amazing. really... Yeah, which is like a really interesting thing because you look at these people who you are quote unquote see them as like a success or they have done really well. And this just gives another side of actually how long it took to get there, the several other parts that they tried before they got to the place that they're now, what they learned from those failings. And it's just like a really interesting conversation. And that's, I think, also where you can learn so specifically about yourself and your patterns of behavior when you can reflect on other people's failings and learnings. Yeah, and I think that also, like, because sometimes we think that the people are successful just had it easy and it was a smooth ride and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I always find when I hear other people's stories about the challenges that they've been through, it makes me feel better about myself because it makes me feel less alone. And I'm like, yeah, I can totally resonate with that. And it also helps me to see my own potential. So, yeah, mm. I'm totally going to write that one down. Yeah, I will put the links to these all in the show notes as well. 
And then another podcast or another actually blog post or website is a kick in the creatives. And it's just a website where they have creative challenges. You can go to the website and find a creative challenge. It might be like poetry writing, or it might be a doodle something, or it might be just creating something along a certain theme. Um, so that's also like a really nice thing just to drop in and out of if you are feeling inspired to do something, make something, interact with art or creativity in your day. So I think that's also great. And then two other really like completely just entertainment-based um, podcasts that I have been dipping in and out of is Shagged, Married, Annoyed. And it's this couple who are married and they just discuss their daily living situations and especially with COVID and quarantine and they've got little kids and it's just like this really entertaining, funny podcast to listen to. And he's a comedian. So obviously there's a lot of like humor and things like that. So that's a nice one to listen to. And then the other one is The Secrets Out. This is by Elfie Days and it's a brand new podcast and he interviews famous celebrities and gets them to share secrets that nobody else really knows. And I, I was just reflecting on this. I was like, Anna, you and I have been podcasting now for maybe three years, almost. And um, he had a second episode and the guest on a second episode was Robbie Williams. <laughs> I was like, how do you get to that status so quickly? <laughs> but yeah, it's like a really fun, very lighthearted. Um, he gets people on his Instagram account to send anonymous secrets and then he reads it out. And it's just like these funny, awkward, embarrassing things that I guess also it makes you feel like, oh, I'm not alone. So I love that one too. And that's kind of all that I have in terms of some things to explore. And I think it's all about the simple pleasures. And that's what's come up for me in the gratitude list that I've been doing. It's often it's the simple things that are really the things that are meaningful for us. Yeah, I think it's like totally coming back to those little things in life that feel aligned with your values. For me, um, the things that I sort of identified that work really well for me is getting outside. So I just feel so good when I get outside. And even though it's getting colder and darker, I've still been doing my sea swimming. And I'm not going to lie, it's cold. But I think that there's also something so invigorating about it that makes you feel alive and just makes you feel connected with nature. And there have just been some beautiful mornings. And it's just like, yeah, it's, you've got to work at it. Like, I think sometimes you do have to work at these things. Even when I was doing the Joe Dispenza meditation this morning, I'm like, I'm working this. Like I'm really working to get myself into the state and to do the visualization and to keep my focus, but the payoff is worth it. Mm. So I think it's, it's sometimes we've got to do something that takes a little bit of energy to then feel good a little bit later. Mm. And so being outdoors, doing the sea swimming has really, really been good for me. And the other thing I'm really loving is just teaching real life yoga right now. Um, I'm just teaching one class a week at my local studio. And, you know, I love, I love, I've loved teaching online. It's connected me with so many people and I've been able to work with so many people that I wouldn't have worked with anyway. But I think there's this thing about human connection, which is so important. And as we maybe go into the depths of winter and there are lockdown restrictions happening or not happening, who knows what will happen. I think it's really important that we keep these connections going in, in whatever way we can, because it does really make a big difference. 
And something that's uh, written down on my list was also pregnancy yoga, specifically pregnancy, because it's been so lovely to, again, have that community and that connection of other people who are moving through the same thing as you are. And for me to be able to guide and hold that space for other women has really been beautiful in this time. There was something else that you said that um, made me reflect on just this idea of having to work at it but the payoff is worth it. And I think sometimes when you're in a really stuck place, you can't really access the benefits that you're going to get from it. So it's really hard to motivate yourself. And I think in that situation, it's really useful to look to the people who you trust, who have moved through it, who you can say, you know what, actually, I don't necessarily connect to the benefits within myself. And I don't know if it's going to be worth it, but I can trust this person who's done it, who feels grounded, who feels positive, who feels uplifted, like maybe there's something worth trying for me here. Mm, I totally agree with you. And this is one of the reasons why I share a lot of my health journey on social media. I feel still have a mixed relationship with it. Sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I'm sharing too much and then I get those vulnerability hangovers. But so many people have not necessarily even commented on my posts, but have then like had someone reach out to me and been like, I've been reading what you've been sharing on social media. And like, every time you write something, it's speaking to me or I have clients book in and like, it was like, I saw you post about da, 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 da. And I, I want to know more about that. And so I think one of the things I actually shared on my social media recently was about like, I feel so on purpose with this work. And that is something that I'm so grateful for is I work sometimes with clients who aren't sure what their purpose is, or they're not feeling fulfilled in their lives. And I feel like I found my purpose quite early in life. And even though, you know, the actual work that I do, you know, with someone has is shape shifting all the time. I know that it's a path that I'm on and I'm just walking that path. And I think that's something that really fills me up to know. So something else maybe to think about off, you know, off the back of this podcast is what are the things that are filling you up? What are the things that give your life meaning? What are the things that give your life purpose? And it doesn't have to be, you know, change your whole career now, but how do you give more meaning to your life with the actions that you take each day? Absolutely love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's been a good episode and hopefully it inspires people to just even think about the things that would uplevel your state of being right now and maybe take some small actions. Yeah, I think we, we are heading into a dark winter in a year that hasn't been the easiest for most. And I think, you know, just to know that that you are there are things that you can do in your life that can help you feel better and make a difference. It, it won't necessarily fix or change everything, but you do have the power inside of you, you know, and, and take some ownership of that, take some responsibility for that to, to look after yourself over the next next few months and you know if you need help if you need support there are various offerings you know I have in my business um Shay's also got things I know she's going to be having a baby soon but there's her move breathe create website and all the resources on there so you know support is here if you want it thank you so much for listening to another episode and we will chat again soon chat to you soon everyone bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. 
We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.